0: You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome, welcome to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to Episode 46, A Guide to Preschool Centers. When you're running a play-based preschool classroom, centers are the core of the program. Carefully planned centers create an environment for learning through play because play is not a break from hard work. Play is a child's work. But sometimes, as a teacher, wrapping your head around all the moving parts of play-based centers can be a challenge. Questions just start swarming in your head, like, which centers should I have in my classroom? And What are the most common centers? I know I want blocks and art, but what other centers should I add? Those questions lead to even more questions like what do I put in the centers? What materials are essential? Also, how long should I schedule, schedule center time for? I have other things to do in our schedule. How long should I be scheduling for free play? And as they usually do, when you're asking yourself all these questions, those questions lead to a rabbit hole of questions. Can I keep the same materials in the centers the whole year? Won't children get bored? Should I change centers out? If so, how often should I change them? By this point, the questions have overwhelmed your brain and you get that, ah, help feeling. Can you relate? (laughs) Yeah, me too. This is exactly what my brain was doing when I stepped into the preschool world, stepping out of the first grade world many, many moons ago. And when my brain does this, I just have to lay it all out, usually on paper and organize my thoughts. So that's exactly what I did relying on best practices and my degree in early education. And I created this guide for myself. And since I know I am not the only teacher with all the questions swarming, I had to share it with you. So it's called The Guide to Preschool Centers. It was created many years ago, but it just got a new update. I have added answers or recommendations to all the questions that I just stated earlier. It really is a go-to guide for all of the answers and ideas. So let's take some time to dive into what is inside this free guide. First up, there are 10 different centers and each center has a material list to give you ideas of what to put in that center and also learning goals. So if you're wondering how you can communicate what children are learning through centers, those goals are already laid out for you. So let's say you have a parent or an administrator or a colleague that isn't really sold on this whole idea, this is a great thing to show them that look at all the things that they can be learning throughout these centers. The 10 centers included are math, writing, light table, sensory, science, drama, literacy, blocks, Play-Doh, and art. In addition to the information on those 10 centers, there's also ideas on which centers to change out and when. So centers that are commonly changed in my classroom include writing, drama, math, science, light table, sensory, and literacy. Now if that sounds like a big list to you, I get it. And remember, I worked up to this. I did not just start off changing all of these centers all at once. This was a process. I took on one center and started changing it, And once I got that under my belt, added another one. But I also choose to stagger when I change things out. This is game changer when it comes to trying to manage when and how I change all these centers out. Let me give you some examples here. So for the drama center, I change it out monthly. The science center is a two weeks, every two weeks. Library, I change out monthly math center, I change out every two weeks. Literacy every two weeks. Easel activity I do weekly. Block center rarely changes. Sometimes, you know, I'll add items based on theme, but it doesn't change very much. The art center rarely changes. Sometimes I add items based on theme again, but pretty much the same. Writing center, I change every two weeks. And the Play-Doh center, I rarely ever change. At most, um, I change to Play-Doh. And I may add, you know, a little thematic piece, but that's about it. But where the magic to staggering this is, is that if I change out science, math, and literacy every two weeks, and maybe even writing now that I have some writing invitations, I don't do those all in the same day. So I'm going to stagger it so that. Science, I'm going to do change out. Maybe I'll do science and math. I'll do science and math one week. I'm going to change those out. The next week, I'll change out literacy and writing. Now, obviously, your theme has an impact on this, but I like doing this staggering and not doing it all on the exact same day because it becomes less overwhelming and you have that added benefit of there's something new in the classroom but the whole thing's not new. So you're finding that children are able to find new pieces and engage with them, but not want to engage with everything and then everything becoming stale at once. For example, I might go, okay, I work Tuesday, Thursday. On the two-week mark that I need to change out, on Tuesdays, I'm going to do science and math. On Thursdays, I'm going to do, you know, art, or excuse me, writing and literacy. Then I have those monthly ones. I need to change my drama and I need to change my um, library, just the books in my library, basically every month. So then I can say, okay, this Thursday, I'm going to stay a little bit later, but I only do that once a month. That is kind of how I stagger changing out these things because I used to do it where everything had to change at once. Not over, not only was it overwhelming to me, like extremely overwhelming, and it felt like it took forever. It also was kind of overwhelming for my students because it was like new was everywhere. And then once it was stale, it was all stale. This way you're kind of dripping it in to your classroom and they're getting a little bit of that newness a little bit along the way. Finding out that kind of creating your own little schedule on yes, maybe these are theme based and I need to keep this theme based, but can I change this thing? Can I change that thing? And when can I change it in a way that I'm only doing little pieces at a time? That way I'm not overwhelmed. I feel accomplished because I got that little one changed and the kids have something new and exciting because our environment is part of being the teacher, right? Because we are in a play-based classroom, we've got to use our environment. We've got to use our centers and play to help children learn. So making them a priority, just like I would with my lesson plans for whole group or small group is important. The guide also gives a chart for how long to schedule center time in your day. So, for example, my preschool day is four and a half hours. So, according to the chart, I should schedule 90 minutes of play, which I do through two different free play periods. We do a 60 minute one in the morning and a 30 minute one in the afternoon. So, those numbers on there are totals. You can add, you know, multiple different free play periods chunks in your day, but equaling up to that total number based on how many hours your preschool day is. So that's super helpful when you're making your schedule and making sure that you're putting enough free play in there. You can use the guide to preschool centers as a way to get ideas for which centers you want to have in your classroom if you're brand new. But remember, you don't have to have them all. Maybe you want to get ideas for other materials you might want to add to your already established centers. You also might use the guide to check and see if you're scheduling enough time and free play for your day. And you might get an idea of how often you could be changing out your centers. There's a caveat here that I really think is important, and that is I want you to start small. While this guide gives you lots of good ideas and kind of points you in the right direction, I want you to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself. So start small, get some core centers, get a schedule that works for you with those core centers. Then when you feel comfortable, you can add in more, but overwhelm is not the name of the game. So make sure you take that into account. Oh, and I forgot to mention another element that is Inside this free guide, and those are center tub labels. so at the very end of the center guide is these labels. they've got pictures and words, and they help you organize all the things so for example, I have a block center label, and in that I have a label for the train bucket, a label for the animals bucket, a label for the magnetile bucket, and so on. There are labels in this guide for art blocks, math, writing, alphabet, and play-doh so. That's just an easy way to get children to be cleaning up, having a place for everything and kind of keeping those centers organized. So I hope you enjoy those. The last thing is the very last page of this preschool center guide. It has a link to access the preschool center hub. I couldn't fit all the things that I wanted to share with you about centers in this one guide. So I made a hub. That lives on the Lovely Commotion website. And the link is inside of the preschool centers guide. Inside the hub, you're going to find tons of quick tips for centers. These are quick and easy one page info sheets to help you learn about centers in a bite sized, manageable way. So, like, no course here. You can just go through, look at the topics, and see, oh, I need help in that area. Pop that quick tip up. And gain some great information quickly and easily. Also in the hub, you'll find links to all the resources I offer that can help you with what to put in your centers. So that preschool hub has got me very excited, that center hub, because it's got a lot of great resources in there and I can't wait for it to be helpful to you. So between the center guide and the preschool center hub, I feel I can share everything I know about centers with you but promise me that you will take it slow and not overwhelm yourself with absorbing everything right away. Choose one center that you want to focus on improving and go from there. All right. Now, if you're ready to dive into the preschool center guide, hop on over to the show notes at lovelycommotion.com slash episode 46. That's episode 46 to grab the guide. I'm hoping you love it. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.